Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Um, we're starting a new series today, Life in the Vine. And, uh, and this, this is a series, um, you know, our hope behind it is just is all about kind of setting up uh, rhythms and practices and patterns within our worlds about how we, can, how we can kind of connect into God well, life in the vine. Um, vine, a metaphor within scripture that Jesus uses to describe himself, that he is, uh, he is the vine. So how do we connect in with Jesus, uh, but also how are we all interconnected in with Jesus, and how do we help in our journeys of faith to be able to do that well? And, you know, like our, our genuine hope, our genuine desire as we go through these next few weeks is just that it will be really helpful, that it will be really helpful for your journey of faith, um, that you can uh, just connect with God well, you know, so today, we thought that a great place to start uh, when it comes to this sort of topic is in John 15. Uh, so those of you who have been around a while might know what John 15 is all about, but it's all about abiding in the vine or remaining in the vine, the vine obviously being Jesus himself. And uh, we just, it's, just this, it's this beautiful passage of scripture about how we can go through life you know, connected with God. Sound cool? Good place to start. Um, so, but before we jump in, let's, let's just pray. Let's just, just invite the Holy Spirit just to come and speak as we open up his word and open up our hearts to him. God, we, we thank you for this opportunity just to, get, to gather around your word. And uh, God, I, I pray that you'd help me. Lord God, help me to, um, to talk well about these beautiful verses that you have given to us. Uh, to sustain us and bring life and health to us, Lord God. And I pray for all of us, God, just that as we focus around your word, that you would open up our hearts to you. Whether we're here in the room or we're watching at home online, Lord God, we pray, Father, you'd speak into our worlds, that you'd mold us, uh, grow us, lead us forward in our relationships with you. In Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. I want to ask you this question, all right, just as we kind of uh, get going here. I want, to, I want to ask you the question, have you ever struggled to connect with God? <laughs> Hands all over the place. Have you ever struggled to connect with God? I think pretty common kind of human reality, right, you know? A couple of weeks ago, um, Jacinda was speaking, and she talked about the, the opportunity, but also the challenge that it is to, to just to connect in regularly with God, you know, to develop, develop these good rhythms and patterns within the way that we do life so that we would, you know, continue to make room and time for God. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm just the same, you know, like I, I, I'm very, uh, very aware of the challenge that it is for me personally uh, within busy life that we all kind of live in the world of, to just continue to make room, to continue to set up good patterns of behavior, you know, of connecting in uh, with God well. And so when we're talking about and going through this series of, you know, life in the vine, of connecting in with God, 
I, I, I want to go... I actually want to go beyond just a, I struggle to have a 30-minute quiet time with God every day to just a, that deeper level of, no, no, I just, sometimes I really struggle to connect well with God. You know, we can have uh, blockages and barriers and all sorts of different ways, Right? Sometimes those seasons can last for us for a long time. Uh, some of us right now might feel like we're in that season right now or have been for a, a number of weeks, months, years. And I just, I just want to just pause a moment before we kind of launch into these beautiful verses in John 15. And I just want to, um, I guess, acknowledge some of those blockages acknowledge some of those very real challenges that we have as human beings of trying to uh, connect and do life with an eternal God, right? Sometimes we can, we can kind of put ourselves in the camp of, oh, well, that's sort of for those spiritual people over there. You know, when, we, when it comes to a topic like this, about connecting well with God, about living life, you know, listening for the voice of God, that's, that's, those, that's those spiritual people over there. You know, that's Craig and Susie Young. You know, they're the spiritual ones. They, 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 they can do this. Let's, let's, let's just leave it, leave it to them, you know. <laughs> Sometimes it can be that very real sense of, man, I tried that and I, and I failed. I, 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 tried, I, I did all the things that you told me to do or that people told me to do. I stood in worship. And I tried. I even, you know, like I lifted up my hands like I saw some other people doing, you know. I tried, I genuinely tried, I genuinely hoped to be able to have that sort of connection with God, but I just, I just didn't feel it, you know, like I didn't, I didn't go anywhere or I didn't. I... And so you kind of go through a few times of trying to do that and you kind of get to this point of saying, oh, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just resign myself to I'm a bit more of a doer than a beer, that's cool. Uh, I'll just sort of leave it at that, and and again, you sort of you sort of filter yourself out of a topic like this. And I'm really keen for you not to filter yourself out, <laughs> to not sit here and think, oh, it's cool, but it's for somebody else. It's okay. It's okay to have that sense of blockage of connection uh, with God. We can go through those seasons of life. But I do sense that you know, part, of the, part of the reason for doing this uh, is that God would be calling us forward. He'd be calling us through. He'd be calling us beyond uh, some of those barriers and those blockages that we would sense uh, within our lives. Maybe it's just motivation. Maybe it's just you haven't really seen the need or the, 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 you didn't, haven't really had the desire to connect with God in that way or to go through your life uh, sort of feeling like you're doing it with God by your side. Maybe you did in the past, but you've drifted away for some reason. There is this, this barrier. Maybe there's unforgiveness in your life. Maybe there was something very hurtful, very real that happened and all of a sudden, it put up a wall and a barrier. I'm not going to risk exposing my heart like that again. Have we ever struggled to connect with God? Well, probably all of us can put a hand up, right? But I would hazard a guess 
that if I was also to ask you the question, do you want to live a meaningful life? Do you want to be fruitful in the things that you are putting effort into? Do you want to live with a deeper sense of connectedness to God and to who you really are in Him? I would also hazard a guess that, you know, like it's pretty unlikely that you're going to say, no, I don't want to lead a meaningful life, all right? We can talk if it is. We'd love to talk if it is. But I think that the vast majority of us are like, of course, meaningful to the people around me, meaningful to my relationships, meaningful in my workplace. I, I actually want to live a meaningful life. And I want to propose to you that this life in the vine business is imperative to living a meaningful life. That it is well worth the, the, the toil, the struggle, the challenge, the disciplines to actually kind of dig a little bit deeper, fight beyond those barriers, those blockages, reach again, trust again, hope again, because there is life and health and goodness and fulfillment in this, in this, in this life in the vine. And, and to be honest with you if, you, uh, if you remember nothing else from what I'm prattling on about this morning, <laughs> then I would hope that you would remember this one thing. If we do want to live with meaning and purpose and fruitfulness in our lives, we have to remain to sustain. Remain to sustain. Say it with me. Remain to sustain. If we want to sustain the life that God is actually calling us into, if we want to sustain health, if we want to sustain meaningful you know, input into life, we've got to learn to remain in the vine, remain to sustain. It's not passive. It's not uh, defensive. It's not defeatist. It's not weak. It's not uh, for those spiritual people. Uh, it's not just weak-willed or, you know, like there is, there is real discipline that's needed, right, uh, to remaining in order to sustain. It's not just for people who've got time on their hands. <laughs> it's for all of us. And honestly, this is such a critical piece of who we are as Coast Vineyard. Honestly. You know, we are, we are, are not just into um, running great Sunday services. We are not just into ticking some sort of Christian small group box. We are not into... Uh, organizing a whole bunch of fun activities that engage the family in all sorts of different ages and stages of life. They're good things, but at the end of the day, what we're about is actually bringing people to a loving, real relationship with Jesus Christ, about actually being discipled to live God-inspired lives. That we want to live under the lordship of Jesus as he, as he pulls us forward. We want to be 
connected into the vine. We want to bring ourselves as a community, as individuals, into the sense of being connected to God, to Jesus, to living life directed by him. It's, it's not just about those things are good to add to that, but it's not just about that. That makes sense? Got a, what are we going to do? Rain. Oh, you're good. I know it's corny, rhymes, blah, 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 but you know, if it helps, I'm into it. All right, John 15. Did you think I'd forgotten? All right, John 15. If you've got your Bibles, love you to turn there. Uh, we'll put it up on the screen as well as I go through it. But these are just some beautiful verses about how we can, uh, how we can, you know, God's invitation to live this sort of life. Jesus here is speaking to his disciples. Uh, it's towards the end of his ministry, towards the end of his time uh, here on earth. And he says this in verse, uh, chapter 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Quite a few of those words, isn't it? I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And then in verse 9, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. He actually goes on from there. Um, if in your own time you want to you know, carry on reading through John 15, and he explains that analogy a little bit more. But I think that these verses just give us a beautiful picture, don't they, of, of remaining in this vine that is Jesus. And, and all that I want to do this morning is I just want to pull out kind of three main themes uh, that we see within these, within these verses. And with each, what is it that might be our invitation from God? Okay? Yep. Good. Just as well I got your permission. Thank you. All right. First of these themes. Surprise, surprise is remaining. All right? <laughs> no surprises there. Remain, remain. Man, it's just kind of half the faith journey, isn't it? <laughs> You know, through the, uh, through the twists and turns of life, through the disappointments that come, the, uh, the curveballs get, that get thrown at us from time to time, the, the heartache, the sorrow, the grief, you know, that actually we would remain. That we would remain throughout all of those different ways and turns of our life to keep turning up to God to remain in community of faith, to remain in putting our hope and our expectation in God, not in our own personal abilities, not in the things of this world, 
but actually in God himself. Verse 4, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Or uh, in the message version, uh, just that first part of the verse, it says, live in me. Make your home in me, just as I do in you. So a lovely way of putting it, eh? Just, ah, home. Make your home, make, make it like coming home to spend time with Jesus, you know? That sense of, um, of security. Now, if, if you haven't had a good uh, home background, bring it into the, into the now and the promise of what home can be, that sense of security and uh, trust, and it's a safe place that we would make our home in the vine. Throughout John's gospel, he, um, he has these seven different uh, I am statements that reports of you know, Jesus saying throughout his ministry, right? And each of these I am statements is a pretty big deal. I'm not going to go through all seven of them, but the seventh one, the last one that we see in John's gospel is the one that we're talking about at the moment. I am the vine, right? In verse one and uh, in verse five. And they say that in the, in the time of Jesus, the Jerusalem temple had hanging in it, uh, actually at the entrance, this huge golden-covered vine. And the, the reason why they had that is because throughout the Old Testament, you know, there's this metaphor of the Israelites being God's planting, being the vine. God has planted his people, uh, and that's where life and health and, and, and the source of life comes from, right? They are known as the vine. And some say, not everyone, but some say that it's, if you track through um, Jesus' movements throughout the Gospels, it's very possible that Jesus was literally within eyeshot of that Jerusalem temple when he's addressing his disciples here in this passage and so he's got over his back shoulder this glinting, you know, golden vine. And he's like, hey, fellas, I'm the vine. Now, whether or not that's actually true, don't go to town on it, you know. But the point is still there, right? That Jesus is making this very clear reference that I am now the vine. I am the new planting. I am the source of life and health and goodness. I am that vine. And it is that vine that he is inviting us, you, me, the disciples, to connect into. Um, N.T. Wright, couldn't do a message without quoting N.T. Wright. Uh, he says this, The picture of the vine isn't just a clever illustration from gardening. It is about who Jesus and his people really are and what is now going to happen to them as a result. That we would remain in the vine to see this source of life and love actually come out. And then, and then he you know, adds a bit of a kicker to it. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. This remaining thing is not just a you and Jesus thing. 
It's not that if you get the pip with the person next to you, you can hive off by yourself and just have some good you and Jesus time and be separate from the body of Christ. Ooh, that's a bit hard, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> but he's actually saying here, remain, yes, me and Jesus time, but interconnected with. You are the vine, the branches. And if you just cut off by yourself, that's, that's not fruitful, that's not good. You actually need to remain within the community of faith as well as within your life with Jesus. We could go practical, groups, engaging with people, etc., etc., but I think you get the point, you know? Like, we're we actually here to do this thing together. And I know that's way more hard. I mean, and other, other churches, you know, other, other, other places, right? I know, I know. Other places find that more difficult. I know that we all, you know, we get along perfectly well all the time, every day, every time we have a conversation with someone, right? <laughs> it's way more work to do life and community with each other, but it is so good and so worth it to put that work in. Anyway, to remain in the vine. And our world and our society, oh man, it just sows, us on, uh, sows the seed in everywhere that we look and turn that if, you know, it's not working for you, if it's not up, you know, your alley, if it's not, um, you know, good for you, then just, you know, kick it away, try something else. But Jesus is saying, no, you've got to remain. Remain in the faith, remain in the word, remain in prayer, remain in worship. But also remain in community, remain in being together, remain in being vulnerable, remain in allowing growth to come, remain in loving, remain in being faithful, remain in being a good husband or wife or son or daughter or brother or sister or friend, remain in being a good employee, remain in stewarding the gifts that God has given to you, remain in committing your whole heart to God. Remain in giving selflessly. Remain in being kind and generous and loving and patient and self-controlled. Remain to sustain. <laughs> this um, past week, I was just—I um, went for a walk. Um, to try and do this exact thing, um, to just try and you know, connect with God. It wasn't anything spectacular. It wasn't anything special, just a kind of a bit of a walk around the block. Just for me, it's a helpful way to be able to connect with God and pray and so forth. So I was doing this, and uh, uh, a guy came past uh, jogging. Uh, I don't think he was running from someone. No, no, he was just, he was just jogging. And uh, he kind of acknowledged me and said hi and then, uh, and then carried on. And then just as I, as I got around the corner, I saw that he had sat down on a, on a park bench. Uh, he'd obviously finished his run. He was taking his shoes off and was about to wander back to his house that obviously wasn't that far away. We got chatting a little bit, found out he was a 66-year-old who had just finished a 35-kilometer run. Life goals, that's pretty good. Uh, and uh, we got chatting. Um, uh, I've got a dad who's in his mid-70s who's a mad keen runner still, so we you know, kind of connected on that and you know, chit-chat. That was all good. And I was just about to go, and he just said a passing um, comment to me. And he said, oh, 
I noticed when I came past you that you were really, I can't remember the words exactly that he used, but something along the lines of really reflective or pensive or uh, you know, thinking deeply uh, as, you, as I came past. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. He, and he was like, oh, it's good to do that, eh? You know? It's good not to be, you know, just to have some time in your life where you're, where you're kind of not at everyone's beck and call, you know? And you just, just reflect and think about life. I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And to be honest with you, just that little, just that little comment, uh, just, he just got me thinking, you know? It's like, you know what? I actually want to create uh, rhythms and patterns and things in my life where... I'm actually at God's beck and call, you know, that I, that I actually, I, I am so aware of the noise of life that I, I, I want to create room to actually be molded, to be grown, to be um, guided by God. I, I, I just, I want to have that opportunity of, of, of that to take place, you know, to be at God's beck and call. I wonder for each of us, what is it that you are being invited to remain in? You know, maybe as we, um, as I was saying earlier on, just kind of these blockages and barriers that you kind of sense within your life. Maybe there's something in there that's an invitation to actually remain. Or, or maybe there's just an, an area in your world that you recognize that you need, you need to remain in. To not just, ugh, can't be bothered. We're going to cover this in more details in, in other weeks. But are there patterns and rhythms and ways of living that you want to bring into your life to just help you to remain in the vine, you know? Help you remain connected to Jesus. Man, we, we, just, we need them uh, within our life to remain. All right. <coughs> Sorry. Second theme isn't perhaps quite so comfortable. This one's the pruning one. <laughs> Verse 2, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Excuse me while I just take a sip. Hopefully that wasn't too loud in your ears. I'm no um, green-fingered uh, person. But the house that we uh, live in now, when we moved in, thankfully it was all well established. There's a really quite a quite a good solid grapevine uh, in the backyard. And uh, as we kind of moved in and um, got kind of learning about how we we're supposed to kind of look after this thing, um, I, I googled um, and found that uh, this there's kind of two main um, times, I guess, of pruning that you need to do. So, so one time is the autumn prune. Where actually, I looked at it again yesterday, and I was like, oh man, yeah, that, that needs doing. Anyway, so the autumn prune is where you take the growth that's happened over the spring and summer and everything, and, uh, and you, you do quite a hard prune back of the branches, uh, you know, back to kind of the main, um, main things. 
Sorry, I know gardeners in here are like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> Use some better terminology. Yeah, you just stay with me. Give me some grace. Um, the branches have been fruitful. They've produced what they were to produce. They've had grapes on them. It's been great. But they need to be cut. Then there's the spring prune. Right, so the spring prune is obviously in springtime, and this is after this the surge of growth. And I, I must admit, I mean, I was just, I was amazed at the amount of growth that you have in a vine over springtime. Like, like it seemed literally within the space of a few weeks, these these vine shoots would they'd go out like over a meter long with you know big buffy you know uh, leaves and things, uh, and they get these uh, clusters of grapes beginning to form and. So, whoa, that's, that's actually amazing. But in the springtime, the pruning is, once you've had that initial surge of growth, you need to prune it back uh, so that the, the energy that's being gathered in through the leaves and so forth is going to produce better quality, or a lesser number, but better quality grape, rather than uh, you know, masses of grapes that are of poor quality. So you go around and you prune off some of the, some of the bunches, some of the actual fruits, and you say, hey, but that's a grape. You know, that's, that's legit. That's fine. There's, no, 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 no. No, you've got to prune that, prune that back, some of the branches themselves, so that you can focus in the nutrients of the plant. What an amazing picture of our lives. <laughs> right? You know, sometimes there is an autumn prune that has to happen in your life where what was fruitful and good and sustaining and life-giving has now actually just run its course. And you've come to the end of that season and there actually needs to be a pruning of it. Now, I recognize that within my own life. You know, I don't kind of have time to go into all the all of the detail, but the essentials of it, you know, eight years ago, the process of stepping off staff at a previous church that Rachel and I were engaged with for a number of years, where it had been formational and good and life-giving and enriching uh, to us, just through one, just it became very clear to both of us that it was just the conclusion of a season. I didn't have the language for it at that point, but the autumn prune was needed. In order to step into the next season, there needed to be a pruning of the previous. It's not comfortable. It's not easy. But man, it's good, and it's worthwhile, and it's enriching, and it's helpful. If we do that journey with God, if we don't just get the pip, you know, and this is just hard. No, 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 no. Notice what you notice. What is it that's shifted and changed? That thing that you were once loving. It's just, ah, oh, it just, I just sense a, a shift and a, a change in season here. Or those times, and many of these times as well, of the spring prune, you know, where, where like life's cranking, you know, that's the, the, the branches are firing, that's, things are getting fruitful, and actually it's just more a case of uh, just not trying to do too much, you know? 
You've got this the bubbles, bubblings of life that's going on all around, and actually, God's just saying, yeah, yeah, that's, that's good, but you actually need to focus down so I can be fruitful in the areas that I'm actually calling you uh, to be fruitful, fruitful in that, that more kind of refining, refocusing. For you, autumn, spring, any pruning that's needed? Don't just say no straight away, all right? That's not, that's not fair. <laughs> Don't nudge the person next to you. <laughs> Yes, God calls us to remain in the vine, but there are also... And that pruning, that pruning can, can look like all sorts of different things, you know? And, and you'll, you'll grow to recognize it within your own life. For some people, it's the, it's the stepping into the new life, and it's actually a relational pruning. For some people, the, the friendships and the relationships that you had before you stepped into a life of faith, you recognize that they are actually pulling you back into old habits and old ways. And you're put, it's, they're actually pulling you away from Jesus. And there is this need to, to prune, to, to re-strategize, so to speak, how those relationships actually function within your life so that you can step into that season that God actually has for you. Uh, sometimes it's just through character stuff, you know, and normally it happens through rubbing shoulders with the people around us, you know, where one thing or another will actually come to, uh, come to our minds or our hearts, normally through someone saying, man, come on, you need to pull your head in, man. <laughs> it's good, it's healthy, it's all right, it's just growth, and don't be offended by it, that's what we're here for each other in, you know. Pruning. Good fun, eh? <laughs> what might it be that God is wanting to prune uh, within your life? Remaining, pruning, and then there's the fruitfulness part. Third theme that I want to just pull out here is the, is the fruitful. It, it's, that's more fun, eh? The fruitful part. Actually, I've got a little pick. Uh, this is our vine. Look at that. Real grapes. Just, yeah, I know. Pretty fancy, eh? You know? Just to prove to you, you know, that's, there's Rachel's fingers. Aren't they lovely? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't quite gone down the vino uh, path. Uh, we should, but we haven't quite gone down. But we have had some quite nice grape juice. Like, you know, having communion, you know, with your own produced grape juice. So fancy. <laughs> anyway, get on with it, Stanley. Okay, verse 8. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. God desires that you be fruitful in your life. He doesn't want you to have a life of misery. He wants you to be fruitful and to, uh, to flourish within your world. Donald Carson, who's a, a theologian, says this, This fruit is nothing less than the outcome of persevering dependence on the vine, driven by faith, embracing all of the believer's life and the product of his witness or her witness. The point is that the fruit is broad. That uh, it could be fruitfulness in our character, it could be in experiencing the fullness of what God wants us to experience. It could be in his, his joy, his peace, his love, his patience. It could be in obedience to his commands. He wants you to be fruitful in that. It could be in areas, areas of life that you're investing into. 
our workplaces, our families, our relationships, our health and well-being, the gifts and talents that he's put in your life. He actually wants you to be fruitful in those things. And in the area of ministering to others, to seeing others come into the kingdom of God, to seeing others get connected to the vine, seeing others come into a relationship uh, with God. He wants us to be fruitful individually, corporately uh, in, in these things. And one of the things, just as we sort of begin to draw to a close here, one of the, one of the things that I really love about this, um, this picture that's created is that there's actually very little focus on the fruit. You know, like uh, the focus is on remaining in the vine and on allowing God to do the pruning, and then the fruit is just the outcome of what comes if we do that. You know, and so it is with us, right? You know, it's, it's not that we want the emphasis to be on how can we get the fruit in our lives to be amazing. It's actually, no, 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 no. The steps before it, remaining in Jesus, allowing him to prune and so forth, and then flowing out of that is the fruit in our lives. And of course, if we all do this together, If we make that decision to remain, to allow God to prune, to uh, see his fruit in our lives, what gets produced? (laughs) Hang on. That one. A vineyard. I think it's Waiheke. Anyway. I know. Sorry. Cheesy. But, But it's true, isn't it? You know? Like... That if we, if we all do this together, there's actually a, there's something within our community that gets established that's a, a place where others come to, that, 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 that provides for, um, for others, that they find a source of life and health and wholeness and, and goodness. That's everything that you get from a vineyard, right? Don't take the metaphor too far, okay? Just do this. Hang with me, hang with me. <laughs> I just see that that's our invitation. You know, just that we are to do life in the vine. And, uh, and like I've been saying, we just you know, genuinely hope that throughout these next few weeks it just be, be really helpful for your journey of faith. And uh, I, I just, I just as, we, as we wrap up, I, I, just, I really did have on my heart um, those blockages, you know, in fact, what I'd really like to do is, can, can I ask the band to come and uh, join me up on stage? That'd be awesome. Thanks, guys. Um, Christine, love the grooving. There you are. Sorry. Um, I really had on my heart those, those blockages and barriers, and I'd really love to just create some space this morning where we could really pray into those that you could have someone come alongside you to just stand with you and to pray with you about calling you beyond them. Maybe there's something else from what we've been talking about. Maybe there's a, 
a sense of, oh man, I, I, know, I, I, I know that I know that I know that challenge to remain. I'm wanting to jump, but I'm not, I, I know that I need to remain. Maybe, maybe that's for you, or maybe there's, there's that recognition of a season of pruning that you're in, that you'd also like someone just to stand and to pray with you about. But like I say, I just really did genuinely have on my heart this morning that I, th- I just think it's a reality for many of us that just as we go through the knocks of life, that these blockages and barriers and stuff can, can come. And so I'd love to just create some room for you to take a bit of responsibility yourself, but to invite God in to allow the invitation of God to you, not to those spiritual ones, to you. You might be in that I've tried and failed category. Or I've never really understood how or I'm struggling with some unforgiveness in my life, and I know that it's blocking my relationship with God. What I'd love to do just now is, can I just ask everyone just to, let's just have a moment of quiet, just as the band just quietly plays. I just want you to listen for the voice of God, for his invitation to you. Be open. If there's a blockage there, there's a pruning that's needed there. God, we just invite you into this moment right now. No one's here begrudgingly or under some sort of false obligation. God, we're here because we want to connect with you. And so right now, Holy Spirit, I just ask to speak to your people. Identify any areas of blockage, barriers that we've put up. Come with your sweet presence reveal those things to our hearts right now. We sit and we listen. Well, thanks again for tuning in to today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you're keen to find out more about us as a church whānau, you're welcome to go to coast.org.nz or of course we'd love to meet you in person. We meet at 10am at Aurewa College on the beautiful Hibiscus Coast and you're more than welcome. Be blessed and have a great day.